0: Hello, my friends, I'm Jonica, and this is the Build Your Bakery podcast, where each week I bring you topics that help you start and grow your bakery. I've built a multi-six-figure business around baking, and if there's one thing I can say about my 27 years in this industry, it's that boy, oh boy, have I learned lessons along the way. The Build Your Bakery podcast is all about sharing that knowledge with you and helping you build your dream bakery. Welcome, my friends. Let's dig in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Build Your Bakery podcast. This week, we're talking about packaging and presentation. And what I'd like to talk to you about today is how packaging is not just an aesthetic, but it's a multifunctional aspect of your bakery business. It conveys branding, it ensures product safety, and it impacts consumer decisions. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of packaging, packaging design and principles, materials and sustainability, Legal requirements and labeling, cost considerations, and packaging as a marketing tool. When we talk about the importance of packaging, I want you to think about customer perception. Your packaging is the first point of interaction between the product that you're making and your consumer, it's the first thing they see when they pick it up. The color, design, and the quality of your packaging materials can significantly impact purchasing decisions. Proper packaging protects your products from contamination during transport and while they're sitting on your shelf waiting to be picked up. Think for a minute about cupcakes. You've put all this hard work into baking the cupcake, making the icing, decorating the cupcake. Are you just going to throw it in a flimsy box with no way to protect it, send it out the door with a customer? Good luck. I hope it makes it. No, of course not. You're going to carefully package those cupcakes inside a sturdy box with a cupcake insert that's gonna keep each one of those cupcakes from turning over and falling all over each other, messing up the design of the cupcakes while they travel. It's hard enough, and we all know this, we all deal with this, it's hard enough to watch somebody take something that you've carefully packaged, carefully put your time into, and they put it into a leaning seat in the trunk of a car and drive away with it. It's hard to watch, right? So we wanna make sure that we're giving our customer Every opportunity to protect their purchase until the time of their event. Now, let's talk about packaging design. The visual elements of your package carry far and wide. The color of the box you use, the type of font that you use, the imagery that you create, all of these contribute to overall perception of your brand. Remember us talking about branding on a previous podcast episode? Branding is huge, and your packaging is a key component of your brand. You want to maintain your brand consistency across your packaging, your advertising, and all the things that you do, making sure that your packaging is cohesive, make sure your style and colors reflect the image that you want for your company and that it flows all across your bags, your boxes, your stickers, your labels, your graphics, everything. Being cohesive across your brand absolutely increases customer appeal. How many times do you click on a graphic when you're scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through social media and what you click on takes you to another page and it looks nothing like where you just came from? That doesn't create brand trust. Now you no longer trust that what you're going to get from that brand is what you first saw pictured. So you want to make sure that your customer sees in your photographs and what they see when they click the link to order and the email that they receive from you, and then what they get when they pick up their order are all cohesive. It matches. It flows. They see your brand in every single thing you do, and that builds brand recognition, and it builds consumer trust with your brand. Next, we're going to talk about materials and sustainability. There are various packaging materials that you can choose when when you start building your brand and building your packaging. Materials like plastic paper, cardboard. Each of these materials have advantages and disadvantages in terms of protection, cost, and sustainability. Eco-friendly packaging options can enhance brand image. They can appeal to eco-conscious customers. It really just depends on who your ideal customer is. What's important to your brand? I have a friend that owns a crafting subscription and everything she does is eco-friendly. 100% organic, It's what she's built her brand around. It's important to her. I use a lot of cardboard in my brand, a lot of cardboard in my packaging. It's sturdy, it's cost-efficient, and it has the look and feel that I want my brand to have. Some people prefer plastics. Plastics are usually cheaper. Plastic cupcake containers and so forth are usually very efficient and they're easily accessible. So it's really a personal call when you talk about the materials that you're going to use in your packaging. Next, we're going to talk about the legal requirements and labeling. This is going to vary state by state. Each state has its own legal requirements for food packaging in the state of Alabama, which is where my bakery is located. If you're a cottage law baker, which means you're allowed to bake from home and have a cottage law license, you're required to label all of your products in a manner that lets the consumer know that these products are not regulated by the health department. They're made in your home. You also have to list the ingredients on the packaging. Now, for a brick and mortar, which is what I have, we are direct-to-consumer, and when the consumer comes into our bakery, they can see that we're regulated by the health department. They can see our health score up on the wall. It's different than having a cottage law bakery. They know that we are regulated and regularly inspected, so we don't have to label each item that goes out our door. What we do have to put on our products, if we're labeling a product that's going to be sold later or it's going to be shipped to someone like our occasion boxes, is a label that lists the top eight allergens. Just like what you see in the grocery stores or other foods that are prepackaged that you purchase, those top eight allergens have to be listed in bold, listed separately, so that you can identify what allergens are in that food, of the top eight anyway. They are working on making a law for the U.S. for top nine they're adding sesame. So in Canada, I believe they already have added sesame to their top allergens. The top eight are milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soy. So you have to list the word contains and then the allergen, or may contain and then the allergen, or if your recipe doesn't contain any of those top eight allergens, but you're in a facility that processes nuts or processes one of those top eight allergens, then you have to put on your label, made in a facility that processes nuts or whichever allergen it is. And this is a very important part of labeling. If you don't label that it's processed in a facility that processes nuts, then someone like me who has a tree nut or a peanut allergy or a shellfish allergy or whatever it is, if they eat that product and there's a trace amount of nuts that has cross-contaminated into your recipe from the equipment or from the facility, that person can have an anaphylactic reaction and die. It's very serious. So you always want to go to the extreme of being over careful to make sure that you label these things properly. Now, when we're talking about labeling, let's talk for a minute about transparency. The consumer has the right to know what they're consuming. And you having a transparent label is going to build trust with that consumer. I have customers who have children with tree nut and peanut allergies. They know that if they come into my bakery and they buy a certain product that we label as nut-free, they know that product has been made on nut-free equipment, equipment that's washed separately, and we go to every extent to make sure that item is nut-free. If I labeled it nut-free, then I've gone to all extents to make sure that it's nut-free Period. Now, I use nuts in other recipes. I use nuts and other things in other parts of the kitchen. And these customers know that we process nuts in our facility. We label our things that are being packaged, processed in a facility that processes nuts. So when you put on the label that it's processed in a facility with nuts, you're giving that consumer the power to make their own decision. You're being transparent with what's in your recipes, not just with the top eight allergens, but for other ingredients that these consumers have the right to know. Now, listen, I'm not saying give away your recipe. I'm not saying you have to put every single little thing that's on there or how much of it is in there, but you do need to be as transparent as possible with ingredients so that people can make a decision for themselves of whether or not they want to consume it. Now, when you talk about labeling and design, you can design a label that meets the requirements that you need to meet and still be pretty. We designed a label that has Jonica's Bakery logo on top of it. It has our website. It has our phone number below that. And then on the bottom, it has those allergens listed. It's pretty. It's on brand. It's cohesive with everything else that we do. And then it's there so that the customer can make their own decisions. All right, let's talk about cost. Things to consider when talking about the cost of your packaging. I am always going to tell you to look at cost. Always, always, always. Because the cost of your packaging goes into the cost of your product as a cost of goods sold. So in your QuickBooks or in your bookkeeping, you need to factor in the board that the cake is sitting on. You need to factor in the box that the cake is going out in. You can't sell that cake without it being on the board. You can't sell it without it being in the box. So it's part of your cost of goods sold. And that's very important when you're talking about your accounting. The choice of packaging that we talked about before is directly going to affect the cost of packaging. The more eco-friendly packaging is going to cost more. Sturdier packaging is going to cost more. The quantities that you buy the packaging in is going to directly affect The cost of your packaging, if you're going to a local store and buying it like from Walmart or Hobby Lobby, if you buy it from one of those places like Hobby Lobby, you're going to pay $250, $3 a box, right? You're buying them one, two, three at a time, maybe even more for a a cake box there. If you order it in bulk by the case from a vendor, you can get that cost down to like 48 cents a box, but you have to buy 100, 200 at a time for whatever that case size is. And if you order an even larger quantity, you can get it down a considerable amount further than that. But then you've got to talk about storage, right? You've got to talk about where you're going to keep them. That's a whole other ballgame. You absolutely have to find a balance between quality, cost, quantity, and your brand aesthetic. Another thing to consider when you're talking about your packaging is having custom packaging printed. It's an extremely efficient way to build your brand. You can order in higher quantities. You can get your costs lower per box or per bag. You do need storage for this, but it's a very efficient way to build your brand and get your costs down. Now, when I was designing my box and my bakery too, I wanted to look at a color scheme that wasn't gonna go out of style. I wanted a traditional black and white striped bakery theme that I wasn't gonna look at five years from now and hate it because it wasn't on trend anymore. So I opted for a white cardboard sturdy box, and I had a stamp made. I think I ordered it from Etsy that has the Jonica's Bakery logo on it. And we stamp the tops of our boxes. We use black ink. We still do it to this day. It's very efficient, very cost effective for us to do. I had one stamp made five years ago. I've gone through about three stamp pads, may, maybe four. i'm not I'm not sure if they've ordered one recently, but not very many. When you talk about five years. The top of our box is stamped. It gives it that kind of old world bakery look. I like that. We stamp our boxes, we stamp our bags, we stamp anything else with that stamp that needs to be branded. It's all cohesive. It's all the same thing. Now, when you talk about labels, I bought a Rolo printer for my labels. I was initially ordering these labels from StickerU.com, and I highly recommend them. They are great. I absolutely recommend them if you're doing colored stickers or you need something printed. They're wonderful. But I found that over time, I was spending thousands of dollars a year on stickers. And these were the stickers that were going on top of my chicken salad containers, my sausage ball containers, things that we prepackaged that go in our case every day. They needed branding. I didn't just need a generic sticker on them. I needed my brand on them. So my business coach introduced me to the Rolo printer. And there's several different brands out there. But a rollo printer is a thermal printer. So you use a white label. There's also other colors you can get. You can get pink. I think they make a teal, but it uses thermal heat to bring your design to life. My brand is black and white. So a Rolo printer printing thermal on a white label was perfect for me. They're very fast. I can print on demand. No more forgetting to order the labels. That was a common theme with me. I would wait too long and then I would be out of labels. So I don't have to do that because I can do that in-house now. Last year, I saved about $7,000 on labels just from doing it that way. So if you're considering branding and you do anything where you can use what would be black ink on those labels, I would highly recommend looking at a thermal printer for printing because you'll save just thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, there's one thing I'll never tell you. I'll never tell you to compromise your brand for a lower cost. Your customers will appreciate the quality in the end. Now, let's talk about packaging as a marketing tool. We've been talking a lot about branding. You can absolutely use your packaging as a marketing tool. When someone leaves my bakery with their white bakery box that has the Jonica's Bakery black stamp on the top, they're walking out the door with my brand. They walk into the school or to an event or into their office, and people immediately recognize that's a Jonica's Bakery box. We have spent five years with the same box, the same branding, so that when people see our box or they take our box out, they're marketing for us over and over and over again. Do not underestimate the power of branding outside of your building by your customers. Having the proper packaging and presentation also creates customer loyalty. Customers will come back to you time after time because they know that you're giving them incredible quality, always presented. In excellent branding packaging. They know they can count on you to help make their event special. They know they can count on you to help make them look good when they gift your products. I can't tell you how many people come in to get one cupcake or two cupcakes and they want to make sure they're still getting one of our branded boxes for that one cupcake because they're gifting it. We're helping them look good. Help them build your brand. If you take care of your customer they will absolutely return time after time and help you build your brand. The other part of this is customer experience. When you have a well-packaged item and they receive that item and they open it, you want to make sure that the ease of opening is great, that their customer experience when they open that box is also great. Now, we've covered a lot today, but the biggest thing I want you to take away is I want you to go and look at your own packaging. Look at it from a consumer's point of view. Look at it from a branding point of view. Ask yourself these questions. Am I meeting legal requirements? Am I being cost-effective? Am I marketing my bakery and my brand every time one of my items goes out my door? If not, we've got some room to grow. And don't think you have to do it all at once. Make small, consistent steps in the direction that you want to go. Thank you for joining me today on the Build Your Bakery podcast. I'll talk to you soon.